So I told Fishbeck earlier he was wrong, and he told me that I was wrong. And so you get to decide now as you listen to Under the Water Towers edition on uh, people who leave the faith. Daryl, define apostate. Would you don't even use the word apostate? What word do you use? Can, can we say welcome to the episode first <laughs> or anything? We're just, just going to jump right in. I've been on vacation <laughs> for two and a half weeks. I'm ready right to go. Start this. And Greg fell asleep already and Greg's crashed dad. in the ditch. <laughs> Poor Joan. So, um, how we doing? Apostate. We're good. Welcome home, by the way. Okay, (laughs) you're avoiding the issue. So we're in the hallway doing the thing that we do. Um, If you know the geometry of our building, which maybe Joe does not. um, We'll send you a blueprint. It's a hall. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically a hall, and and, and we're standing there, and I think I walked in to tell um, somebody that the burner was on and the coffee maybe all night, which is a lovely smell, but it wasn't. I was wrong. And then we got to talking about TV shows, and then I just said, it's, we're podcasting today, right? And Fishbeck says, yes. At 9.30, we were going to do it, and, and he says, yes. And I said, and it's on the subject of leaving the faith. or, And he says, yes. And I said, well, I have a lot to say about apostasy. And then you said what? <laughs> I said, I wouldn't call some of them that. Some, no, that's, I don't remember the some of them. Okay, I, I wouldn't. I remember, what are you eating now? <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> here you my, smacking. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. You're still with us. Are we still going to say welcome to the podcast? <laughs> I said welcome to the podcast, we're, but he wasn't recording then. We're uh, oh. mixing things up today. My only point is, um, as we talk about the title of the thing that Joni typed up was walking away from religion. And I know the term deconstruction is a popular term, and that's going to probably come out. My only point was labeling people who have left the church um, as apostates without knowing what they've actually left. And so I've heard many stories of people who actually left the, the toxicity of the systems and the institutions of religion to actually find true faith. They didn't walk away from Jesus. And so that was the point I was was just kind of I was just playing with you a little bit there. Are you saying the system can be toxic? Well, not here, of course. But yes. <laughs> you're, according to your statistics, yes. what do you think? Ninety-seven point four. Four out of four ministerial staff do not think our church is toxic at all. Um, so I want to hammer. I want to. This is not really the subject that we're on, but uh, it's our podcast, so what do we want? The uh, you use the find Jesus outside of the church and i don't know if that's even possible because if you find jesus apart from his people who have you found well and i'm trying to make a very clear distinction between his church and the institutions of the church that have been created in our western especially world you and me may have to have more conversations the church is an institution Okay. He's using big C church. I'm talking about that little C church. Oh, I know what he's talking about. I just want to make him squirm. Uh, I'm not squirm. I'm just trying to find the right words to articulate uh, because I've gone through a similar experience. It's the it's the messages is messages of uh, that I think many people have been given that come from people in power that have been uh, abused. Um, scripture verses taken out of context and proof text to make a point that the. Pa- the, the, the pastor, the leader, the vicar, whoever, 
um, that have to do with control and um, keeping the system alive mm -hmm. that have nothing to do with Jesus uh, on some levels um, that gets that muddies the water <coughs> and um, it, when it boils down to it though isn't that what religion is all about is control I, I'm I've grown to really um, appreciate the power of words and what 100 200 years ago the word religion had a positive I mean C.S. Lewis would have used it and it would have been closer to maybe what we would equate with Christianity or something and so I'm not even sure I like the word Christianity anymore. well exactly and so words change their meaning and from what I understand you're the wordsmith here from the Latin part of the word religion comes from religiar or something like that, which, which in its essence means to reconnect. Stay tuned for our next episode <laughs> in which Daryl Fishbeck makes up more words, <laughs> messages, and religio today. Yeah, religio is the... the, the but in essence, in the root word. means to reconnect. And so the original kind of core of religion is it has to do with connecting with God and making a true I connection. That, I believe that the same root in religion is the same uh, ligament. Ligament, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the and same so it's, root. Yes. It's a positive connotation, but nowadays we hear the word religion and it's almost been equated with what I would call Phariseeism, is, mm -hmm. is I'm proving how good I am mm -hmm. by my own efforts. And I think that's what you were saying, Misty, mm -hmm. right. before I cut you off. Yeah, well, it's okay. I interrupted you, so it's good. <laughs> That's how our day goes. Um, so now I'm interrupting all of y'all. Um, what started me on this this train of thought was I read a book, Jesus Hates Religion. Um, Alex, Alex Hamaya wrote it, and it talked about how, like, religion is people trying to reach God and how, like, we can't reach God. Like, it's that's mm -hmm. not a that's not a thing so that's how he defined it was people trying to reach god and doing worldly things trying to trying to make their way to god so when you talk about people leaving you were thinking of people leaving religion or leaving the faith just just kind of that deconstruction part oh, there we go there it is there it is. <laughs> the that, deconstruction that. And part and i don't even know if that's a good or un, un, untangling is a word that i really like now there's just um, so many things that that Christ followers have done that's not biblical that we say is biblical, and then it just causes confusion. It causes I don't know. What do um, you think? No, I'm I'm just processing all of this because that's a, that's almost a whole different topic than people walking away from faith. That is um, the 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 problems in church uh, as an institution. I think the church is an institution. Once you get three or four people together doing anything, it's an institution. Um, but I, I, I agree with your point. The institution is toxic. It needs reformation. And I think that's why I want to just distinguish. We're so good at lumping people into groups and dehumanizing them. And there are a lot of people, some public, who have walked away from the faith, the actual faith, and said, I'm now an atheist. Um, but why? I mean, why? What were the reasonings behind that? Well, you know, I think we can touch on that in a minute. I just want to distinguish there's that, and then there's people who are trying to untangle or deconstruct the faith that maybe was handed to them or that they created. Like myself, I built a faith that had a lot of misinformation as a part of it. And some of that I had to deconstruct, which just means I had to take apart and rebuild or or rediscover what was true 
and what was God and what was man, I guess mm-hmm. you could say. And so if we're going to talk about people who've left the faith, I just want to say let's clarify. We're talking about people who have said, I believed in Jesus and now I don't or whatever, as opposed to people who are maybe just struggling with the human side of religion. Mm-hmm. And I, I think those— I, I brought a book. It's a very big book with small words. There's a— <laughs> These are big words. Uh, there's a small de- print. That's a small font. In here. There's only three words in there. They're just really long. There's a definition. It defines very clear. I think it gets to what you're talking about. Apostasy. Deliberate repudiation and abandonment of the faith that one has professed. Apostasy differs in degree from heresy. The heretic denies some aspect of the Christian faith but retains the Christian name. Again, the transfer of membership from one denomination to another of the same faith is not apostasy. Uh, it is also possible for a person to deny the faith, as Peter did, then reaffirm it at a later time. I think that's a good place to start with. I'm talking about, when I say apost- apostates, not folks who've been hurt, victimized, or troubled by the church and are trying to find their way through this myriad soup that we live in. I'm thinking about people who, for whatever reason, have said, I no longer consider myself one of those people. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, not, I'm not there. And, and one of the things that I would use in my definition is they may not say it out loud. What happens is people just become apostate, and in their mind they still think that they are, they, they still think that they're Christ followers right. or that they're good church mm-hmm. people. According to what, though? <coughs> According to, to the, their own. To the bad ideas they've been yes. uh, indoctrinated in right. in church. Yeah. Uh, so I, that, that's where mm-hmm. I'm at on this. I want to be, I, I appreciate, that's, what, that's why I wanted to start with your, because <laughs> I appreciate that kind of definition. I'm not beating up on people who are struggling. I'm talking about people who have just, Mm-hmm. Walked away, walked away. Mm-hmm. and I do believe that we live in an age of apostasy in mm-hmm. which people are walking away. And what mm-hmm. they often do is they'll use the things you're talking about as an excuse sure. mm-hmm. to justify it. Um, and so, to and me, that's you know uh, part of it. And I still want to lean towards the side of compassion, and rather than what I think a lot of religious people like to do is condemn them Mm -hmm. as opposed to maybe just ask the question why and and take a step well i've got questions um my first one is who's leaving Hmm. right why is it why is it that's my second question but my first one is who Mm -hmm. right which group of people are leaving Mm -hmm. i think it's the ones that have been hurt and then the cover-up has happened maybe not always but you see that a lot or they've done the hurting. Like, I could not be a Christ follower mm. because I did this. You know, like, they think it's an uh, unforgivable. Oh, I think that's, lots of folks feel that way mm-hmm. about things. Um, the hurt, what do you mean? Um, I mean, they feel like they were done, something was done wrong to them. Like, emotionally like i don't know well I, I just maybe are you talking about physical trauma because that, that's that's a group of people who've been physically abused Absol- or sexually abused in absolutely church. or maybe just feel like they've been manipulated to believe one way well i think and then once they 
they they feel maybe like they've been what's the word I'm looking for? Daryl. Daryl's rubbing They feel like they've been manipulated, and then when it come when they realize, oh wait, hang on, I've been manipulated. Like this is this is not what's actually happening. You know, oh, this is all smoke and mirrors, and then they're like. Oh, like I don't want to do, I don't want to have anything to do with anything that might be smoke and mirrors. So what age group is that? Mm. I feel he's, he's, you have an answer. No, I don't. I I feel like he does too. I, I think the the group that's getting the most flack right now is millennials. They are getting flack. And one of my uh, thoughts on this is that's not unusual. Hmm. Throughout history, young people generally tend, when they're singles in college mm-hmm. age, that's when you begin experimenting. With, mm-hmm. You know, you begin looking at things. You 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 go to college and you you know you you don't go to church. You don't practice your faith. Um, you drop 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 some drugs, drink a little bit, and you do all the. Not that I did any of that. <laughs> what college did you go to? I totally missed out. Well, I went to the I went to the right college for that, but I did not participate in it. And then what happens is, is they come back to faith when they settle down and get mm-hmm. married, right? Right. They get yeah. married, they have children, and then going back to your faith is a part of that growing up. I'm grown mm-hmm. up now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to... Now, I wonder if there's not a correlation between we're seeing millennials and YZs not coming back to church, is that they're postponing marriage. Mm-hmm. That That's a f- another second mm-hmm. phenomenon with that demographic mm-hmm. that has nothing to do, really, with church life. Well, maybe, but not specifically. They're just waiting till later right. to get married and have children. That that's that's a that's a verifiable thing, and I can't help but wonder if there's not a correlation between that. And maybe they will come back. This group mm-hmm. will come back, mm-hmm. but there'll be a later return. Yeah, and I think too, though, some of it is you talk about being hurt. Um, some of it is obvious, outright physical um, abuse. But some of it has to do with the subtle messages that maybe they've heard from people in power, people older than church people of this is these are the hoops you jump through wouldn't use that language. And they're they're being condemned because they don't have a house or they don't have kids or whatever. And they're they're saying, I can't afford it because of the, the, the culture I live in. And they're hearing all these messages that just reinforce guilt and shame from a group of people who Jesus said, if you know your your fruit is going to be love and i think there's a cognitive dissonance in what they're seeing in a lot of people who call themselves christian and the message of jesus um you got a lot of cantankerous christians out there no (laughs) well and that's that's where it comes between the religion and the relationship is because you see that exact thing going on and that's what religion is it's you can pray but you pray to this god and you can spend your money, but you're you're not a Christian if you don't spend your money this way. Yeah, jump Which, through these yeah. my hoops that I and mm-hmm. I, I I've got a little resentment because um, growing up I was told this is what you're supposed to believe, and this is it was it was not only Christian doctrine, it was not only Baptist doctrine, it was not only Southern Baptist doctrine. I should tell you something right there, but it was my particular churches and leadership's interpretation of all of that and then the message is if you don't there wasn't room to question there wasn't room no one told me that there were multiple atonement theories I was told this is the only one there is and if you believe anything else then you're wrong and so as a 
kid who was very sensitive to guilt and shame, I grew up constantly thinking God was mad at me. Mm-hmm. Well, and relationship, okay, that's religion. Re- relationship is the exact opposite. Right. It's but I was told, this is where the gaslighting comes in, I was told this is what relationship is. Mm-hmm. This is how you have relationship right. with a God who's persnickety and... Um, it's the word he's I can't think of the, the right just kind of you never knew where you stood with it. he only loves you right. if you do these things exactly and that's yeah and that religion is it, just like the old law it's just that bondage that it keeps you in and it's it all boils down to control yeah oh I agree with that uh, it, control is what most churches are all about that's what they want they want yeah. to control behavior mm-hmm. and thought mm-hmm. um, and what was Jesus he was all about building relationships right that's what his whole ministry was about and was he was reaching out to people who had been told by the religious institutions how bad and wrong and corrupt they were exactly. because of the lives they were leaving never ever forget it was religious people who killed Jesus mm-hmm. yep um mm-hmm. so who we talked to I, I millennials and why is these young they're easy to beat up on but i'm not beating up on them they've I think, always been beat up on i remember mm. being the younger person oh, way I, back then and them like people specifically well you know you're gonna you're gonna fall away from the church and how are you gonna not do that and well it's, it's better to be beat up though i'm a gen xer and they forgot about us <laughs> <laughs> we're just you were just forgotten um mm-hmm. now we're middle management <laughs> So I th- also think, though, that baby boomers are leaving. Mm-hmm. I am seeing older folks, the <coughs> older baby boomers, with my own eyes, who believed in a, a, a set of propositional thoughts that Daryl was talking about earlier of what faith was. And then as they've gotten older, and um, they're pulling a Solomon, they've gotten older, and now mm-hmm. they, they, they see... Well, that really didn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still grumpy. I'm still old, and I don't feel good, and I can't do the things that I wanted to do. Where's that full life I was promised? Mm-hmm. And church isn't what I thought it was going to be, and no one does what I wanted to do anymore. And and they've um, sold their um, soul to other prospects mm-hmm. in the world, and they're just walking they're away. Done. They're yeah. not. They're not going to some other church right. or some other religion. They're just it's saying, kind of fading. I'm fa- I'm fading away. I'm yeah. just. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Yeah. They feel like if they can't live out what they've lived out in the past according to their calling, that they're they're just washed up and done. Right. They're no longer able to jump through those hoops, mm-hmm. or they don't, or they've realized like, oh, these hoops are like. Well, I don't like, even think it's hoops. I just think just because they're older and they can't do what what they're accustomed to doing and what they've used, mm-hmm. you know, to do that they've just decided it's all or nothing. Mm. You know? Some of it's the physical ability, but some mm-hmm. of it is just a cynicism that's brought right. in. And it's this idea of, um, status. They're, 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 they ha- didn't have abiding faith. They had a religious structure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then as that religious structure let them down, mm-hmm. they had no real faith to go back Back on uh well what is religion religion is self-promoting you know religion is i can do this it's all about me your ego you can be like me if you do this and this and this and so it's that well in many ways church and religion in america played into that because it got turned into make a decision for christ walk down the aisle do this thing and the ego is thinking well that's something I can accomplish right. mm-hmm. um, and so I'm going to do that and then I will have the salvation mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that everyone who did that 
didn't have an ex- a genuine experience, but I think it got the water got <clears throat> muddied, and then they were told, and now go do all these things and don't do all of these things. And like you're talking yeah. about, they they had this life of of all this stuff, and they're like, wait, my life isn't full and abundant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm tired of jumping through those hoops. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> as you spoke, that's a beautiful beautiful image someone should write a book called baptized in muddy waters <laughs> that's that just, would be awesome that's, isn't that just that's spectacular mm. so who, uh, who's down, leaving Darryl. it's all across the board who's leaving and then we get to mm-hmm. the question i think daryl's been why why and what what are they leaving and why are they leaving why are they leaving and i i wrote in my notes here uh, at least the one good note i have mm. is i think as some of you have pointed out here and joni and uh, daryl especially some have good reason to leave, right? And I'm not saying, I'm not excusing them, but if you were going to say, why did you leave? It wasn't willy-nilly or they got their feelings hurt because someone took the sprinkled donut that they wanted and they had to get a chocolate donut instead. It's not something like that. It's they've been abused. They've been hurt. They've been manipulated. They've been lied to. They've been used as a pawn in somebody else's game. They've been used to prop up an institution that only cares about, you know, numbers and bucks. Uh, and I think that that's th- those are all legitimate things to be upset about. I think that's part. That's what I hear some of you say. Mm-hmm. Is that the only reason people are leaving? No, no. I, don't think I so. think sometimes too they're worshiping, they're worshiping the institution and not, and there's not a relationship there. They haven't had that focus on relationship with Jesus Christ. Well, They've had the focus on their focus. Their their entire the faith is thing. built on these people that are flawed right in Mm. some ways and people can't get past their own sin I think is a lot of it too um I know people personally that don't go to church because they just don't think they can ever be forgiven for what they've done and obviously they don't have a a true um knowledge of what being a Christ follower is all about and that's our fault and that mm. la- that blame lays on us that's exactly right we have communicated something that's not, not. right we have built yes. up an image yes. of who we want people to think us that we are mm-hmm. as opposed to what we ought to be yes absolutely um, and we focused on <laughs> and it's heart upholding that image more so than again what's wrong on our end that mm-hmm. could be addressed right. um, I, I remember in the 90s early 2000s it's always been the mantra but 18 to whatever you know kids leave the church after they graduate mm-hmm. and go to kids leave what can we do to get them back in the church I got tired of hearing that question because the goal was about us how can we get them back in our churches and prop up the numbers as opposed is anyone asking why they're leaving yeah right is anyone yeah. asking I just did why well <laughs> that's the question I'm 20 years too late Jamie <laughs> literally could have saved a whole generation and, no. and they're moving to a new location have we taught them how to how to look for a faith-based community have we taught them how to build relationships you know we taught them how to find exactly the group be sure that group that you go to college and join is exactly like our group right <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah. and oh, even better go to a college that we approve of yes, yes. right uh yeah go, go to one of those and by the way christian institutions are just as toxic as mm-hmm. churches when you find colleges and private mm-hmm. schools and all those sorts of we things. didn't we don't teach them to think for themselves we tell them here's the list of the things you do and don't do to make your life work and then they go off to college and they maybe meet someone or hear a professor that challenges them 
to use their own brain and we think that they're being indoctrinated when really no maybe for the first time they've started asking their own questions and that can I think it's healthy because ultimately if it's not your faith then is it really you know your faith um but we're again we're looking for someone to blame that isn't us you know as well I, I think the church has a lot of responsibility in this I, th- I think the not to pick, I know Joni and Daryl are both youth ministry minded. I, I actually believe a lot of the, the why people are leaving, and it's, it's not just now. I mean, I was in a youth group. I'm almost 50, but I'm still a product of evangelical youth groups of the 80s. As am I. And if you get someone in their 60s and 70s in church, they're a product of that late 60s, 70s youth group mm-hmm. movement, right? Mm-hmm. And we began to do youth group as. Uh, the way church is supposed to be. It's the... It only takes a spark. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and there's nothing inherently wrong with youth groups, but I think that idea of the movement that led that way has produced now church leaders, church uh, structures that actually... <laughs> facilitate a very immature <laughs> view of what yeah, faith big, is. A big youth group. It's a big, and that, if you think about <laughs> what, party. What, what the mega church model is, basically is a great big youth group. Mm-hmm. It's sure. not about discipleship or sacrifice or service. Now, I'm sure there are. There are exceptions to every rule, but mega churches in the church of what's happening now, mm-hmm. their motif is, Come experience the thing. It's right. an experience. It's not. And I listen. And if I get one more thing on my Facebook, go to the big <laughs> gathering in Austin that's going to happen sometime soon with that one. With even Michael W. Smith's oh going to be gosh. there. Is, what's more youth group? <laughs> Michael, w. <laughs> Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, and uh, the Imperials. That was like it. I'd rather have a tooth canal. We need Gabriel there. I'll go. Ooh. Or Wayne Watson. Ooh. Wayne Watson. Uh, <laughs> um, Petra. Uh, the reunion tour. So anyway, you you know what I'm talking about. When you when that's still what you're doing, we're yeah. going to have a great big event, and that's going to you know sure. take our city for Jesus. Mm-hmm. You've turned church not into a place of relationship, mm-hmm. not just with relation with Jesus, but with other people. Mm-hmm. And Jesus. Well, Where's your connection? How do you make connections with people that are just coming to be entertained? It's you know you can't. Right. You don't. I've heard, I actually have heard from the mouths of a pastor. I wouldn't call it a, a mega church, but it was a rural area that had a church that whoa, was whoa, whoa. from the mouths of a pastor. How many mouths did the did I say mouths have? from the mouth of? <laughs> <laughs> we missed you last week, Jamie. <laughs> the mouths of the um, but it was a church that was was probably had you know nine hundred to a thousand people coming on a Sunday in a rural setting. They were coming from from the city to to this place a 900 person church is like a muck mega church well that's what i'm saying so in the context it was considered large and but the 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 back door people leaving was three times as big as the front door people coming come or maybe i said that backwards i don't know so the point was you make the front door bigger uh to try and keep up and he basically said that he was at, and the question was lack of discipleship they didn't have how do you connect people and that was he says that's not my calling my calling is to get people saved and so if they come to my church and get saved and then leave and go to another church and get discipled, I'm okay with that. His job is done. Yeah. yeah. But how many of those people came in, they had, you know, they did have an encounter with Christ and they, they, they had nowhere saved. to go. Yeah. And then they're like, what do I do with this now? Because it's not a, a one-time decision. It's a, I wake up every day 
I'm following Christ today. But oh, I'm following. Christ it's exactly today. what Jamie was but, saying. You know, it's it's a youth pastor, youth ministry environment absolutely. that people were drawn to. Oh, church is cool. I can enjoy going to church on Sunday morning until it gets old. Especially if you play a stage game. Well, and yeah. if you bring them in with that type of thing, guess what? You More know, prizes. you've got to keep them. You got to keep up, and you've got to keep them yeah. coming with something. You Bells know? and whistles. Yeah. One of the reasons why I think they they could be leaving is. From in my entire lifetime, the church has tried to entertain folks uh, in the, in the same way that television and music and venues mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. And what they've people have realized is is we don't do it very well. Right. The church is awful. I mm-hmm. mean, Christian movies are the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a reason for this. We don't do this very well. Mm-hmm. Hollywood does it much better because that's not what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. It, right. It's a whole other thing. And. Um, mm, how about this question? Ready for another one? Why are they leaving? Are we through with the why are they leaving? Any, Misty. Move on. Move on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, my other question was, is can we do anything about it? And, and I'm going to put a, I'm going to, I'm going to parallel that with, should we do anything about it? I think, you know, Misty, you go, I've been talking too much. I just, no, you haven't. I think that you, you don't do I know that you have to, to, to work with the needs of the people, but as when you go as far as having to, to pull out entertainment and things to draw them in, and I don't know, that just takes the focus off of why they're here. Why do you come to church? You know, I think that's the question that you have to ask yourself. You know, why am I coming to church? Why do I do the things <coughs> that I do? And when it boils down to, to that question, you know, what is church all about? Um, my answer is no. We don't. We don't do that. But, we don't but, do those things to. But Jesus went after that one. That one sheep that was lost. I feel like, um, if it was my kid, if it was my, you know, my, I don't know. I would. I. I feel like we got to go after him. Like with entertainment. That's what I'm talking about. Not with entertainment. I'm talking about like with, with relationship. Like, if like our way to Jesus is not entertainment or the things that right. we do. He, he, you know, like the the. I don't know. You know. Well, I think you're on. I, th- I think I, you're working the idea of pursue them, those who have walked away, whether it's because of they're involved in sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, they grew up in church, but they're living with their boyfriend, and mm-hmm. they know that that's not really right, and mm-hmm. uh, so they can't go to church, but they're not going to get right. married either, right? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely um, we pursue them. I'm sorry. I thought you meant uh, with the entertainment. What do we do to draw people in? No, Is no, that what no, we no, do? No, well, no, uh, no I, that's I meant, not what we I'm do. I'm sorry. I was unclear. Well, you I just heard it, it wrong. You can no. blame it on all the olives I ate. You said <laughs> it. Joni um, knew what you were talking about. The, the uh, well, Can we do anything absolutely. to stop the, the – if you see people leaving as a hemorrhage, mm-hmm. can we do something to stop the bleed? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about mm-hmm. leaving – Le- like walking completely away from God. Walk. Like, okay, God, I'm done with you. I'm going to live my own life now. Mm-hmm. Whether they've said it out loud or they're just living it that way. Now, I would argue that I'll use the, um, use a different, uh, my, my youngest daughter says I use um, sexual sin as too often as a <laughs> uh, an example. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's think about um, the, the, um, the bitter person, the person who's become bitter mm-hmm. at the situation in the world, and that bitterness has made them cynical toward church. They don't even like anybody Cold. at church. Mm-hmm. And so they, over a period of, let's say, let's say two years, have stopped going to church. They don't read their Bible. 
they don't pray, and in many regards, they're just waiting for um, um, death from a spiritual perspective. They're still pursuing worldly pursuits, mm-hmm. um, uh, but they've just given up. That individual has not said out loud, I no longer believe in Jesus, but they're living that way. Can we do anything Nobody's to bring too them far. back? Nobody's too far gone that God can't forgive them. So what do we do, though? We pray. We well, ask God for his steps because it could be having a conversation with them, but it could be not having a conversation with them about it. Well, but we pray for the Lord to put people in, in their path that will resonate with them. And if that's not me personally, then it, it would be someone, you know, that would be able to intercede and do that. Daryl's thinking. Daryl has like well, smoke coming out of his. He's, he's, he's I've had three points in my brain and I've just lost them all. <laughs> well, um, let me prime the pump this way. Um, Fishback, I think a big thing that we could do is just be open and confessional about our sins. Um, the, the, the situation that I think many people have left is because they look at us as hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what re- religion is, though? Religion is status and reputation and this strong image. It's almost a cold, um, robotic-type response where relationship, mm-hmm. it does take vulnerability, and you do have to be transparent, and you do have to be honest with people and open. And I think those two right there is, I mean, that's their complete opposite in their definitions. So I agree with that idea. The confessional part, I think, on repentance is we need to confess that we've been too religious. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. programs. Mm-hmm. We've programmed to death. Nothing says religion quite like a program. We love, well, how do we know we're succeeding? We have to count something. Right. right. Numbers. So, so um, when we get to the place where we confess that and we lay that aside and we lose the anxiety about keeping the institution open, mm-hmm. it, it's one of those uh, paradoxes. Um, church is only healthy when you're not obsessed with being healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. When you're obsessed with trying obsessed, <laughs> when you're obsessed with trying to be healthy, yeah. that shows how unhealthy you really are mm-hmm. because you're just paranoid about mm-hmm. things. We end up uh, using people mm-hmm. to 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 keep that goal alive. So I think that's a big part of it, and I really think just I've said it before. I'll say it again as often as I can. We have gotten, and by, when I say we, I mean Christians in America, which is different than the global Christ movement because in other parts of the world, it's doing quite well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's suffering here, but in other parts of the world, it's just right. it's, uh, really going gangbusters. But the Christian movement in America has suffered so much because the way church has been done for the last 70 years is bad. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's real bad. So I think one of the biggest things that we can do is just say, we're going to lay aside a lot of that baggage and just do it different. Well, and mm-hmm. you have to meet, and I know we've said it before, but you you have to meet people where they're at. And if that means striking up a conversation with Mr. Smith that's been left the church. And We're he's sorry, done Mr. With Smith. We don't mean <laughs> him specifically. Missy just has a brown Smith, problem. Jones, White. You know, and if he's selling cars we now. We have Jones and White. We do. I was <laughs> just throwing random to names. Me before I lose my train Graham, of thought, how about Darryl? that? Graham. If he's selling cars now, you know, and you go and you, whatever it takes to strike up conversation and and to meet these people where they're at now, where they're at in this moment, and and just 
trusting that the Lord's going to lead you every step of that way and opening their heart and, you know, that they're going to, you know, that everything's going to be um, laid out the way that it's supposed to be. You, we do that now for later, mm-hmm. you know. I think so much of it, too, is because of the institution that we've made it, we, we learn instead of worshiping God, we worship the the humans that are that are in the institution, the, the leadership. And then when they fail us, we don't understand what that looks like or what that means. And they don't admit to failure. They would rather just, you know, burn their dirty laundry or run it over with a bus or something. <laughs> and um, so they, um, if you know, you know. <laughs> but um, so it, it, like we worship those things and people have learned, like they, they worship those things. And so just the humbling of leaders to say, uh-huh, I messed up. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Jesus never said, worship me. He said, follow me. Yep, that's what I And heard. we've turned Christianity into how to worship Jesus the right way. Um, and again, I come back to the point he makes <coughs> is that love God and love people was the two greatest commandments. But churches somehow made it about keeping the institution afloat. And the, the three things on the top of my mind that we've, and I say we, because I've been a part of the system too, we've gotten get it good at using our gimmicks, the bait and switch, do something cool and hip and exciting to get them in here and then sucker punch them with the gospel or whatever, or shame. We, sh- we love to shame them into trying to return and it works or fear is we love to scare people in, into doing things. And I don't believe Jesus said, these are the ways I want you to treat people. He said, I want you to love them. And Paul in Romans said, um, it's your kindness that leads me to repentance. And so to go back to your original question, I think we do have a responsibility as a church to evaluate what are we doing? Are we doing things that are, are creating an environment where people are wanting to leave? Are we creating a safe place where people want to land but at the same time, that can only go so far. The responsibility is also on them to evaluate. And so, so we don't have to bend over backwards um, to drag them back into church, I guess, you, is, is, is what I'm getting at. And so it's kind of a both and to, to, to answer your question about do we have responsibility? I think we do. But at the same time, we have limits. I think we forget that, uh, to use your Jesus um, analogy, we think we're building the church. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Jesus says he is building his mm-hmm. church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Uh, wh- when it becomes religion, a mm-hmm. human-based endeavor that I am going to create from my sheer will. I mean, all the great church leaders and wonderful, well, I say we point to as wonderful people uh, in the last hundred years in American life are people who with their sheer will built what can only be called empires. Mm-hmm. And they're no difference from the Jeff Bezos or the uh, Ray Crocs the brand. or the Bill Gates of the world who created a brand. Uh, you know, Is there any difference systemically in their methodological, method, methodological? <laughs> in the way they do things? <laughs> we're all having issues today. Um, Misty so far is perfect. Whatever. Uh, you haven't said anything wrong. We've all messed up words. No. There's no difference when, between those individuals and, say, the, the Bill Hybels and the Mark Driscolls and the Rick Warrens. Drive, personality, persevere, the work, the mm. hard work that you do. And they built it. Yeah. They built they it. And, our, and then they control it. But our culture rewards yeah. that. 
Yes. And that's yeah. the thing that but, but Jesus does. That's the no, greenness no, in but America. That's I what think, the people are looking I for. I think there are people who believe that Jesus does reward that. And, and I think scripture is often used to push people to do better, try harder, to, to succeed. Mm-hmm. I, even some of the, the things that I've listened to, um, there are pastors, <laughs> Joni will know this, that um, encouraged people, young people, go get married. Go get a good job, start making lots of money, have a family. Lots of babies. So of babies. that extra income will come back yeah. into the church and then tell them to, you know, to, to, to tithe and give it to the church and stuff. And, it, and it's a, it's under the guise of whatever you want to call it, but yeah. building the brand. Well, religion <laughs> is almost easier. You know, one of the questions here, Jackie, oh, yeah. is, is it easier to have religion or relationship? Religion is easy. You do these things and you're good, you know. Mm-hmm. Relationship, it, it, that's where the choices come in. Mm-hmm. You have to have. It's messy. It's There's no mess. formula. And you have to be willing to do these things and, and mess like, up and be honest. And well, it's exactly. It's like what Jamie was saying. Yeah. We have to have people who are willing to say, I'm not perfect. We mess I've, up. I've got failures. Every day. And and I mess up my words all the time. <laughs> and it's not. Use on your the, words, me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the platform. It's not just on the platform either. It's the people sitting in the pew right next to you or Can in the row. Mm-hmm. Maybe do better just to get the rid of the word platform. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> I thought you liked platform. I didn't say stage. What I do we call I, it? What is I it? I know you don't like stage. Chancel's a good word. Um, um, but, but it's not the people in leadership in the church that that are responsible for building relationships with Really, re- bleh bleh. <laughs> relationships with other people. No, but or no, going after. I mean, it le- is leadership is responsible for creating the matrices, mm-hmm. modeling, mm-hmm. by which um, Christ followers can connect mm-hmm. and uh, experience transformational relationships, mm-hmm. both with Christ and with other people. Yes, but how many times does the wife think if I can just get my husband here on Sunday, the church will do the stuffs? Mm. Well, or if I can just get my kid here, the church will do the stuffs. I think that's part of the problem of the last 70 years. We've got to break that. And that's why I think when I wrote my notes here, we need a true reformation in what we think and feel about what church does mm-hmm. and how it how it leads and, mm-hmm. and how we staff a church and, mm-hmm. and how we uh, lead people further and forward um, into all these things. I, I think that there is a response that we have. But I don't think we should go after everybody. Mm-mm. I don't think that you really succeed when you start chasing people down. Mm-hmm. I think you do better when you say, we realize the problems we've had. Let's just do better and then let the Holy Spirit do that work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have found in church life, when you are ready for people, the Lord sends them. That's right. Because mm-hmm. he does work on them. It mm-hmm. is his church that he is building. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, to me, that's the, well, both and of those are The true. prodigal father, I mean, he gave the son everything to leave. But he didn't go after him. He he let him leave until he kind of came to the end of himself. But then he was a safe place to return. Did back you to. intend to say prodigal mm-hmm. father? Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Okay, I thought you did. Because <laughs> doesn't prodigal mean extravagant mm-hmm. in essence, or to some extent? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So I had another question. What does the Bible say about this stuff, Misty? You got Bible verses. I'm what sure. Bible verses do you got? I got Bible. And let's see. Because I bet some of yours are the same as I got. She got her handy dandy notebook. She, Romans. I, I wish, did write I wish everybody Romans. could see what we're we're looking at. <laughs> Misty's spi- like seventh grade biology class hey, spiral I'm bound notebook. Trapper keeper. <laughs> trapper keeper. And like a, they a, still make trapper a, keepers. A, a, yeah, for you. For me, maybe. 
<laughs> I tried to get her hooked on my for us adults notebook. who yeah, parents wouldn't buy them one when they were kids. It was for the rich kids. <laughs> I had Smurf stickers all over my trapper keeper. Daryl and I had the same oh. conundrum, but I couldn't afford the trapper keeper. I had the snapper heaper. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> my my family thought that Smurf, not my family, but like we were told, Smurf Smurfs were from the devil. <laughs> well, the, actually, the Smurfs sa- are communists. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> satanic. <laughs> That's true. They're Smurf, communists. Smurfs are communists. They live in a commune. Mm-hmm. Papa Smurf wears red. Mm. Gargamel uh, is he the bad guy? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's the capitalist. Yeah. He, you know, the, the, and Brocky and Bullwinkle was written by the CIA. But go on. <laughs> we have Bible verses. Wow. Following that, um, please don't say anything about Snoopy. Romans. Uh, Care Bears. Snoopy fought the Red Bear and never forget. I love Snoopy. Peanuts, Romans 7, 4 through 6. And, you know, I just wrote down, we have uh, been released by the law when we died to it in Christ Jesus, and we are no longer held captive to its power. And so now we can serve God, not in the old way, religion, law, but um, uh, way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way, relationship, grace, of living in that living in the spirit of forgiveness and in the law and in religion there's no forgiveness in that and jesus you know all jesus wants is a relationship with us we are the apple you know of his eye and when you think about it that way you know it's more than just the sinner's prayer you know my kids grew up thinking that you just (coughs) say this prayer and you're saved and then you can go out and do whatever you want to do and that wasn't the case you know, there's more to it than just saying this prayer. Then you have to put, you know, put it into action to do these, to keep, not keep you saved, but, you but know, you it has to But you want to put come. it into action because of your relationship, because right. you're abiding in him. And your so desires you, to, yeah. yeah so exactly. your fruit changes. It's not your fruit changes and then you have the relationship. Right. Your fruit. Your fruit, fruit changes. Fruit of oh, the spirit. Um, and N.T. Wright talked a lot about the law. Ooh, she's going right. there. Um, <laughs> you know. Tom. 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 <laughs> you, know, you know what N.T. stands for, right? No. New Testament right. <laughs> no way. <laughs> That's funny. Um, he talked a lot about the law because... We think the law is bad, the law is bad, the law is bad. But mm-hmm. the law was, was for a season and for a purpose. For a reason. You know, Absolutely. it was for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and they could never get that. They could never untangle that, you mm-hmm. know. They didn't have some kind of deconstructing faith seminar. Right. That's <laughs> all they knew. But that's what the early church did. The that's, early church yeah. deconstructed Judaism. Absolutely. And allowed for this vibrant healthy expression in the spirit age mm-hmm. of what it means to follow the Lord. But they did not jettison all the forms of Judaism. I mean, I can't emphasize enough how much a modern worship service looks a lot like what was going on in the synagogue mm-hmm. in the first century that Jesus walked into. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of singing, you have some Bible mm-hmm. reading, some teaching, some preaching, you collect offerings, and then you go home. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that. The, the structure we use is almost identical, mm-hmm. uh, and that has never changed. I think that you're right. That this whole concept here is a good elixir mm-hmm. to the problem. Mm-hmm. To emphasize upon that, I was thinking other Bible verses. I've got this wonderful Bible verse. I'm skipping a lot because we're probably already almost an hour yeah. in. Uh, Fifty minutes. Yeah. Fifty minutes. Oh. Uh, Greg and 
Kelly and Joe are already <laughs> probably fatigued of this, but well, you never welcomed them, and so they probably stopped. <laughs> They're still waiting for the welcome, man. Is this all introduction? <laughs> uh, First Timothy four. This this is the one that everyone really goes to. Um, the begins with now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teachings of demons. Through the insincerity of liars whose consciences are seared, who forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving, by those who believe and know the truth, for everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is made holy by the word of God and prayer. This idea that it, there will be a great apostasy in the end is really ingrained in the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. And some have pointed to the apostasy age we live in now as the end. Mm-hmm. We must, I mean, this is a common reoccurring Facebook meme, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we must be toward the end because so much apostasy is going on. I would just remind everyone we've been here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now, yes, there will be great apostasy at the end, but just all apostasy is not the end. This happens. Paul had Alexander and Demas and Hymenaeus left him Mm -hmm. high and dry. People leave. Uh, I'm interested in the way this describes it, though. And then also um, parallel with that is a passage from 2 Peter about uh, people walking away because of hypocritical false teachers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that to combine all these thoughts we've had, I actually believe we're the problem mm-hmm. um, and it's because we've allowed bad teaching and bad doctrine about what it means to follow Jesus mm-hmm. about the relationship about the about the way we do faith about the way we do church because we are actually just trying to prop up institutions and keep people their jobs mm-hmm. and to make people money and th- this is one of the reasons why I hate TV preachers just mm-hmm. Hates a strong word. Low. <laughs> um, bothered by. Bothered by. Deeply. Uh, the, this idea that uh, these little old ladies at home mm-hmm. need to send money to a guy on TV so he can stay on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is ridiculous. You get a prayer blanket that yeah, he prayed over. I re- I've and will protect you from COVID. My grandmother. <laughs> scarf. Covered by the blood. My grandmother was Jim not Baker. a. <laughs> that guy. Um. My grandmother was not a believer. Not not Jim Baker, our church member Jim Baker. No. Yeah. Televangelist Jim Baker, uh, who went to prison once and now is out doing it all again. My grandmother was not a believer, but my great-grandmother was. I'm, I'm just going to leave it alone. I'm just walking. I'm trying to tell the story. I just wanted to clarify. Sorry. It's hard. Can you tell us about your grandmother? Granny's just hanging in there. She was not a believer, but her mother was. My great-grandmother was. She was a devout Methodist, but then she got somehow shanghaied into these TV preachers because that was in the 70s. That They're was good that. salesmen. They're good salespeople. And um, so Oral Roberts, oh, that yeah. guy, my grandmother listened to him had too. my grandmother's address. Now, keep in mind, because of my great-grandmother, he had my grandmother's address. And this is way before email. It was actually in the mail. And he would send her stuff all the time. And every time he would send something, it just seared her harder and harder against what I would call the true gospel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a, there a moment, I remember it so well. He sent her a little vial of oil in the mail. It was like this little bitty tiny thing. And I remember the card. I read it. I said, Granny, this guy says, and I read it to her, 
he's going he's going to the desert to pray and fast for you, and you're supposed to put this on your head to make the prayers work. I mean, I'm a little kid. I'm like, this is great. This guy loves you. He's going to pray and fast for you. And my grandmother said, yeah, Vegas. <laughs> right? She, she knew this, more than she, she thought she, she knew. She was in on this. She knew. And I think we're the reason because right. we have a, and part of we have allowed people like that well, to dominate. Mm-hmm. We need to call them out and, yes. and, and not allow them to dominate. You may, the, the first Timothy verse, you talked about, you know, being led by demons and stuff like that. In the institution, the way I grew up, that verse would have talked about all the sinful people out there, the atheists, the agnostics, the heathens. But I would argue exactly what you're arguing it's is it's it, it, he's not condemning lost people there. He's making the point. These are people who try to mm-hmm. create these special rules and hoops. And if you do this, then God will favor you or love you or whatever. And that's rampant more inside the institution of the church than I think it is out there in just the culture of the world, per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about this issue, it's on us. We, yeah. we have failed. And... Um, I'm not saying people should leave the church. I think they should stay. I'm not saying people should walk away from the faith. I think they should stay. What I am saying is I invite them to stay and help us sort it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Challenge. We, the we need to source this. You talk we, about Jeremiah, speak truth to power. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah is a great example of mm-hmm. this. His people were apostate in the extreme, yet he stayed faithful, mm-hmm. and he never gave up on them, mm-hmm. and he was always inviting them in. Um, this is where we are. I, I, I'm hopeful for the future because I think that we're not the only ones having these conversations. How do you think living in this great, imp- this is my one more thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, because you could tell we're winding this down. <laughs> I can. Joni does this constantly. I do. It's true. How do you think living in the great like information age, like I remember being a senior in high school and, ooh, the internet was, was born. Like, um, how do you think living in that age has contributed to this also? I'm still working off DOS, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See you in your office playing Oregon I would, Trail. <laughs> I would say I'll always die in Colorado. <laughs> Dysentery. Dysentery. I, I would say it's probably got Dysentery. good and bad, but like you and I are listening to this podcast now that's exposing a lot of things that we would never have seen or heard of if there mm-hmm. were not podcasts and the internet and and, and people who had a, a, a platform to speak up and it be broadcast in a way that it could go viral or something like that. Well, our, our platform's like four listeners. Maybe. <laughs> not our podcast, uh, but other but, podcasts. But you're right. So I mentioned earlier, I think that we're in need of reformation. Not repudiation, but reformation. Well, the reformation happened precisely because of new innovative technology, the printing press. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Reformation would have never happened had things could not have been written and mass-produced and given to people to read. Because you can only do so much home. damage control. Yeah, because if there wasn't that, they just would have killed Luther and been done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was able to spread. So I think the information age, the Internet is a double-edged sword. It can do great evil. I mean, you know, be careful what you Google. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can also be great good. And, and, and I think that we've seen the last 15 years of a lot of bad, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about, you know, I think, what is it, one-third of all websites are pornography. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, well, and it's all at your fingertips. You, I mean, choices, choices, choices. Jamie and I kind of talked about that a little bit yesterday, but we just have too many choices. Mm-hmm. And well, and an anonymity. Yes. <laughs> There's my word yeah. for the day. There you go. You can, <laughs> that's your third word. <laughs> 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 We're keeping count. You can do it and. 
yeah. nobody knows. Names. It's yeah. easier to hide. And yeah. I think we're too in an, a place where we think we can Google God. Like we can Google and find out everything else, but God's not something you can Google. And that's a fault of what we've defined church as. Because mm-hmm. again, going back to my sermons for my entire life have been about dumping information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This pastor knows something. Mm-hmm. And he's going to dump this information in the sermon. We even use the phrase, it's the teaching time. Mm-hmm. And if you define it as that way, then someone says, well, I can Google it mm-hmm. and get the information a lot right. faster without having to I, go to church. I, 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 mm-hmm. I know as much as the pastor now. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I've had people in Bible study and sermons Googling <laughs> while I'm preaching. <laughs> And they catch me after and say, well, what about this? I'm like, would you just listen? <laughs> just listen yeah. to, the, you can Google me later. Fact check me all you want. I'm not, I'm not. Please fact check me. I, mm-hmm. I'm very mm-hmm. fallible. But during the moment. I'm disengaged mm-hmm. with let's, what's going on. Let's be in this moment because mm-hmm. worship is not an information dump. Mm-hmm. Right. Worship is an experience by which we lay ourselves before mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, and, 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 and other people. Well, and, and surrender, true surrender involves the head, the heart, and, and the body, a uh, whole. And, and a lot of times we've made, like you're saying, church or um, the, the, the preaching time about the head. It's mm-hmm. all about having the right information um, as opposed to truly being present in the moment to God's spirit mm-hmm. who may speak to your head, but he also may speak to your heart. And, and, and honest, honest with yourself mm-hmm. yeah. and before the Lord, because he knows. You and know. and it, it's become, am I a part of the right group? Mm-hmm. And then that's like years ago, I don't remember how long ago, it was on I-35, there was, there's a, the church building is still there, but it's changed. It was actually titled the, like the 30-minute church or something like that. And mm-hmm. it was playing on the point the church services were getting longer and longer and so they were like you can get your church over with in 30 minutes or less and like, again like pizza <clears throat> exactly reinforcing Little the Caesars fact that it's just instead minutes. of church, it's church. about what you know <laughs> it's about what you do with your body so i can go to church and get it over with check that right. rather than a whole love the lord your god with all your heart soul mind body and strength mm-hmm. your whole being yeah, exactly it's a daily walk so yeah. so where you were at with the information, we we chased some rabbits. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so the so I think for the last fifteen years, as the internet's been growing, it's like a child. Children do bad things first. I think the internet has been. Children grown. do bad things first. Do you Always. really believe that? Oh, absolutely. That's funny. That's why you have to ch- you, when they're little, you have to correct them because they don't know what they're doing. You know, um, by the time they're like ten, they usually kind of. I didn't have to discipline my children much at all after they were say eight, nine, ten. Um, I bet so you had a pretty good look though. They knew. I still have a look. Um, it's, it's more confusing now. But, <laughs> My but, kids call it the eyebrows. So the Kim's got the look. Mrs. Greenbean's more look driven than I am. Um, the point I'm making is, <laughs> sorry, we've seen a lot of bad things from the communication, whether it's the one third of all sites are pornographic, mm-hmm. or what we see with social media in the division and polarity. 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 It's like 12. (laughs) (laughs) Who's counting? And, 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 you know, false things that get put on there Mm -hmm. and lies and the way things build, that's all bad. But maybe we're turning into, we can turn the corner on this and the good stuff can start to emerge. And I see some of that too. I refuse to give in to a pessimism on whether it's information or church, or faith, or the young gender. I think th- these Gen Xs, excuse me, Gen Ys and Gen Zs and millennials, I think they're going to fix a lot of our problems. 
because they're far kinder mm-hmm. yeah. and more compassionate than we ever were. Now, they have some issues, but who doesn't? And I think our job is to help work them through that, not to be Saul, who's angry at David's going to replace him, but to be someone who's going to mentor and encourage them as they take their well, rightful place in leadership. And like you said, if, if boomers are also leaving the church because of cynicism, the Generation X, who are our mentors? Who are our voices of wisdom? The church fathers. They're dead. I know, but what I'm saying is we as Generation X maybe have the opportunity to be a voice of wisdom and not cynicism to the millennials. Who would ever have called that see? one? I, We're all just Luke Skywalker and Marty McFly. <laughs> I mean, so. But that takes effort. You know, you said we have to come to a point to where you have to call these people out call them out and that takes effort just like disciplining your children you know it takes time and it takes effort and it's hard and it's exhausting but you yeah it takes putting action with your words and doing something about it Mm. under the leadership and i think at the heart of that action is compassion and and concern not i'm trying to Get mm-hmm. these people to do what I want them exactly. to do. Exactly. Right. Well, and religion is correction. Control. Religion is all just correction, whereas relationship is more of a connection out of love. Ooh, that was good. good. Go. That was love. good. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a great show for you today. Show for you today. <laughs> listen to it in reverse order. <laughs> no, I'm not even sure you should listen to it in the for straight, real, for real, for uh, real, for real order. <laughs> well, we are glad that you listened to us today. Um, I think we have three more in this season. Uh, we, we really don't know yet. We don't. We don't. Know. Um, Rolling with it. We we are just kind of. We've got to get them all done before November comes. Joni's had really awesome topics though. Thank you, Joni. Yeah, Joni's been putting these together. If you don't like them, you can blame Joni. Blame Joni. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Can we still be friends, though? <laughs> we can still be friends. No judgment. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to share this on your social media that we were just bashing a few moments ago. Uh, that would really help. Maybe get us from four listeners to 12. That would be good. Um, you can uh, share it on Facebook, on the, the Twitterverse. I don't know if you can share on Instagram. I'm not you can. Instagram. You could share a link. Yeah. Okay. Put in your poster story. Um, and so that other people can... Joni can share it on TikTok because TikTok. she's probably the only one of us oh. who's TikTok she's, savvy. She's been almost viral a couple of times. I have a TikTok and I have no desire to use it. Um, TikTok to me is what people do when the sermon runs long. <laughs> TikTok, TikTok. Uh, so we're glad to have you. We're going to be back later with some more, but it's such a joy to be with you in this discussion. I'm Jamie. I'm Daryl. Misty. <laughs> Joni. And we are a part Signing of Fellowship off. Baptist Church. Uh, this is a ministry arm of that uh, wonderful institution and church, which has no problems at all. And uh, hope to see you soon. Take care, guys. Love you. Bye. See ya. Bye. Jesus you forgot you. Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs>